Hello and thank you for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Before we start the show tonight, we wanted to give everybody a word of warning that each episode produced by Movie Guys Podcast is for a mature audience. You have been warned. Also, all of our reviews are spoiler-filled, so if you have not seen the film that we're going to talk about tonight... Turn off the show and come back when you're ready to listen. Thank you so much for downloading, and we hope you enjoy the show. Valamagoulis, everybody, and welcome to another, well, the last Game of Thrones episode. The last Game of Thrones episode of Movie Guys Podcast. I am Ed of, uh, well, I'm Ed, this is Eric, wow. I, I, um, part of the part of the Six Kingdoms now. You can't say that this is going to be the last uh, Game of Thrones episode, though, because, again, there are confirmed uh, spinoffs happening, and so we're going we're gonna to keep the memory alive, as it were. But, uh, yeah, this was uh, kind of just a wrap-up episode, really, wasn't it, right? Like, it was just... Let's let's just get everyone together, make a happy little ending story here, and and end it. So it, it you know what I mean? Like, there's still a lot that could, they could go on. There's still a lot of in the world. Uh, I think yeah. this will really help with books because people are going to look to uh, uh, the books after this, and they're going to want more detail. You know? Well, and 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 George R. R. Martin has already said he goes, well, I might have given them the ending, but my books are going to be different. So, yes, that will 100% help with the sale uh, of the books. Um, and, we, yeah, we've got a couple of prequels that have been confirmed. Um, just, just get into it, man. You, you sound like you're kind of let down by this episode already. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the, the, the truth be told is, uh, first of all, I want to say everybody who's listening, uh, spoilers, if you haven't watched the episode yet, um, please uh, hit pause. I, I put we'll this as a reaction video, so yes, every, yes. this is this yeah, quite it obvious. Is. I mean, I'm, we're assuming that everybody has, but if you haven't, definitely go back. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. Um, everybody, go back to the last episode after you watch this. Our our last episode. This guy fucking nailed. So we're doing. You're, you're calling it. You're doing. This fucking guy your, nailed your bet. I mean, the the Vegas odds on. Uh, uh, Bran winning the throne. I guess if you can call it that, he he's pretty much has a has a throne on wheels now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, like, I think the odds were pretty high for him to win. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, it was it was big between the big four of Cersei, Danny, and John Bran. Those were those were the the ones with the highest odds, and like lowest odds were like Theon and fuck, I don't know oh. something else. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, Littlefinger was was still on the board for some reason. Right, right. But uh, um, this is this is what we got. Uh, I actually, I mean, it's pretty good. I, I think it would seem to be a pretty good uh, decision here. I, I mean, I enjoyed it for for what it was. You know, I mean, you, you had a lot of a lot of reconciliations, a lot of obviously between like uh, uh, John and, and Ghost. We all wanted to see that because everyone had questions about him. Because John was a terrible dog dad for about a month. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I mean, there's still a lot because. Obviously, the Drogon is still out and about, and he's just, mm-hmm. I mean, this still could go, like, after the Thrones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know so, how how money hungry are you? You know. Oh well, I mean, if we've seen anything, um, we know that money is going to completely just overtake this whole thing. So let's talk about the episode first, and then we'll get into some other things. So I don't want to move too quickly, but I want to at least run through the episode. Sure. Um, so we open up with uh, let's just let's just jump right to Tyrion finding. Uh, his brother and sister, and he realizes, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like they didn't make it out. This is the whole reason I, uh, I, <laughs> this is the whole reason I, I sacrificed my life. And what about my speech last week? Um, so we see Tyrion finding his brother and sister. Um, and then we get right to John trying to stop Grey Worm from murdering uh, half a dozen Lannister soldiers. We're seeing a different Grey Worm right now too this is a guy he who's really is. uh who's, who's angry he's upset he's uh he's on the queen's side and he you know is using it for for some vengeance here man like hard hard uh which is you know again a good turn of the character it's good for for that character's arc he's been through a lot obviously yeah yeah that's true i mean there's there are several there aren't very many characters excuse me who have been through more than gray worm has uh, Varys was one of them. Varys had been through the exact same thing, except wasn't a slave, or he was—excuse me—wasn't didn't turn into a soldier. Was a slave. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion's been through a lot of shit, um, and you know, so uh, yeah, I mean, Grey Worm is one of the ones who's been through probably the most. So we get to Danny coming up to the steps, and John sort of moves up, you know, and he, he walks up the steps, and he sort of takes his place behind Danny, um, and she gives the speech that. Call Drogo promised. She's telling the Unsullied and the 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 Dothraki. She's she's talking to them all directly and saying, yeah. you know, this is this is what Call promised me, and thank you all for doing it for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Grats on the Dothraki being resurrected or finding all yeah. horses again. I, I um, well, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, so she names at that moment, she names Grey Worm the Master of War. And we see a very much First Order style yeah. uh, Danny, and it, she literally says that she wants to take over the world. Yeah. This is, uh, it, yeah, this is the peak right now, right? Yes. Yes. We are at our, our strongest. We're, we were, she's at her strongest. She realizes it. And Tyrion talks about it later, but. Um, and then Tyrion walks up to her, and he literally throws away the pin of the, the hand of the queen pin. Yeah, this, and is, he, this is a big moment because it, it, it opens with him walking and knowing exactly what's going to happen next. Like that's mm -hmm. how that's how the show starts. I, I mean, in anyone's situation like that, who can you know? How, how can you stand by that queen? Like uh, a big powerful moment where he finds obviously Cersei and Jaime too. That was a. Uh, that was emotional. Well acted, Peter Dinklage. Good for you. Tyrion surprised me throughout this episode. Um, he, obviously, he's Peter Dinklage is a great actor. Um, we've seen him in several things, uh, especially you know the last Thor movie, um, or was it an Avengers movie? I don't remember. But he's he's a giant dwarf in that movie. Uh, he, he he does a great job. It was uh, Avengers Endgame, or not Endgame? I'm sorry. It was uh, yeah uh, Infinity War. I'm sorry. Uh, but he does a great job in that. And there's another movie he's in. It's kind of funny. He plays uh, an executive. Anyway, uh, Peter Dinklage is great. Kudos to him. Uh, I hope that all these actors 
unlike a lot of people who have done great shows like this, they, I hope they continue to find success in their careers. Um, it's going to be, it's going to so, be hard to overcome the typecast. Yeah, really. It's really, most of it is, most of these actors have a hard time finding decent work. Look at, for example, Mark Hamill, he had to become the Joker 30 years later. Um, and then Disney had to buy the, for Mark Hamill to actually get real acting work. Anyway. So, uh, uh, we, we get to, to John sort of coming up after Tyrion throws away his pin, and Danny gives John like that look, that like this is your fault look. Don't blame me. This is your fault. She, she killed him with the with that uh, with that acting too. Uh, yeah. Clark, yeah, she's everyone again. They all, everyone does a great job because it really adds to a lot of. But yes, there's that there's that high tension moment where you know it without without anyone saying anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. It's good. You know. I, I agree with it. Yeah. So let's let's jump a little bit ahead. Not a whole lot, but j- jump to the conversation in the makeshift dungeon uh, between Tyrion and John. Tyrion confesses literally everything he's done throughout the whole series, and John defends Danny. Um, and then. Tyrion convinces John to quote do the right thing. Maybe I misremember this, but I, I seem to remember Tyrion visiting Ned in prison, and this is sort of a reversal kind of thing, isn't it? Or does or does he not? I, I mean, we need to go back and, and probably watch it, but yes, he does uh, um, visit him, and and this is kind of like this moment where it wasn't about like uh, doing the, the right thing, at least in that part, but it was just kind of the understanding of how the game works type mm-hmm. of thing. And I, I think that's the same way uh, with with this, is that like this is Tyrion's having this moment with John, where like, hey, listen, this is how the game works. This is the wheel. This is how mm-hmm. it goes. This is how it turns. This is how it rotates. You have a chance right now to just, to just break this thing off. You really do. But it Tyrion's giving him the warning. Like, from what I see, and I've seen a lot of it, a lot more than you have, if she continues, and he continues, we're just going to get more of the same. We're going to get another Cersei. We're going to get another uh, uh, Mad King. We're, you know, it's just going to keep on repeating. So this is a big moment that Jon has to make because he's not really wanting to make these decisions. He keeps on forcing, you know, he, he keeps on being forced into these situations where he has to make these on a protective decisions, the protector of the realm. He's like greater than the king, you know what I mean? He's he is the shield of the realm, the shield of man, as, as Tyrion said. You have a choice right now, and you can do it. So that's a it's a tough weight to put on somebody, and I mean that's the purpose of John, right? He was exactly where exactly. he was supposed to be. Yeah, as we yeah, and that's literally exactly what's said later. So so kudos. Um, so we get the very next scene is when John walks up to the Red Keep. And the dragon lets John pass because obviously John's a Targaryen and the dragon knows him and he knows him to be a friend of his mother. Um, and we, we sort of see Danny's vision from the House of the Undying from several years ago sort of come true at this exact moment. Like it's almost, a, I don't want to call it a shot for shot remake, but it's no, like a I, really. I would not. It, it's no, but it's, it's pretty, pretty damn close. I mean, it's. It's almost like you ever have a dream that kind of sort of comes true or like deja vu. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're same. We are same, same, but different. Well, she has this moment where this is the reward. 
This is where yeah. she's this is where she everything led up to that moment and she touches the throne and like that's that's crazy how much value she puts in people how much value they put into this throne into this object and so it's only fitting what happens what happens next then right yeah exactly i mean we get our first i don't want to call it a twist because i mean okay so let's just call it a twist uh john confronts danny and, and danny says you know, we can't be held back by small uh, mercies when John's asking Danny. He's trying to pull it from her. He's trying to see if she's good because Tyrion has said to her, and or said that John in the last scene, you, you know, listen, you, you've got to do what you got to do. If you don't want it, that's too bad. But you have to go do this. And and fucking and John stabs Danny. He, yeah. he right yeah. then and there. He stabs her right then and there. With a Raphael sigh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a, I think, a, a great moment because you have a lot of contrast. You the, here, you have a fire and ice right there too, and even just before in the prison, something was said that I think represented that too. Where they said that sometimes, what love over duty or love destroys duty, and then they said, oh, sometimes duty can destroy love, or yeah, uh, that's and so that's what we saw from Danny and John. We had someone. That was love, Danny, and then the other mm -hmm. one that was duty, John. And I just wanted to say duty like that, like they do. <laughs> well, you did a good job with that. <laughs> that's, but that, that's what it was. You had like this, this moment where both of them in each other's embrace are just thinking, you know, here's the choice, love or duty. Which one? It's, it, was, it was good the way they, they kind of foreshadowed or just highlighted that, that contrast. At least that's what I got to see out of that. So a lot of symbolizing uh, moments, but we know uh, what happens when uh, you you know when you love in Game of Thrones. Yes, John mm -hmm. Stark or uh, not John uh, Rob Stark. Yes, you know? yes, you get murdered by a smoke monster that came out of the red uh, the red priestess's vagina. Yeah, that could be. It's uh, another goal. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so the the dragon goes absolutely nuts. He he flies up to the throne room sees what happens, knows what happens, melts the Iron Throne, picks up Danny's body, and flies away. And bye. That's, that's exit Drogon. Yes. That, that's the most fitting moment, I think. Uh, well, the first of many in this episode, but that's a, it's an incredibly fitting thing uh, for, for an ending for somebody like Danny and the Dragons. That's a. I actually am not upset by this decision because right. I'm sure that you know when you ha obviously you kill a, the dragon mother there. I mean, you think that the dragons would go ape shit, and instead you just have this dragon picking up Danny's body and just and just leaving. He's like, well, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, what is all this to me? So I that's a. I actually I kind of enjoyed it. it it's you know we have a lot of open endings for for a lot of these characters, sure. and that's and that's they fine because how it's really hard to close off all these these endings here. A lot of them are questionable than the others, but again, this one just seemed um, in its in its in its poetic entirety, it just seemed fitting. It's it's I'm not upset I'm not upset by it. If it was something else, I may have been upset by it. Where it just like Drogon gets if they killed him off, I think that that would be a little bit more. Upset. Yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. So I'm glad that, that Drogon's alive. There's still a, a dragon in the world, um, but you know there's only one Targaryen blood, right? And he went north, so 
Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and and Bran later says, like, where where's where's Drogon now? And they say, well, he was last seen headed at west or wherever, east or east, somewhere. East. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, all right, well, let me go find him. And then yeah. you guys carry on. Um, but let's just pick back up where we were in the episode. So it goes, it fades to black, and then we find out we're several weeks later. Uh, the council, if you were. All the uh, the heads of the five families forget about, uh, you know the the, the six and uh, and Davos, yeah yeah the, uh, the the what we think at that time the seven kingdoms are uh, they're all they're all back in King's Landing at the place where they were at to sort of convince Cersei at, what, what is that the, like the, the, dragon the dragon theater the dragon, dragon pit, pit. yeah something like that and you get a we get a to see Robin uh, again yeah. from the Vale that was yeah. Uh, Looking uh, not twelve anymore, right? And Sansa's uncle, uh, the well, I forget his name. Oh, what's his name? I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, Edwin. Is that what his? Yeah. All right, let's move on from it. But it, it, but it's Sansa's uncle from the he's a Tully. I can't Tully. remember his name. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we find out that John is a prisoner at this particular moment, and. They bring out, and Grey Worm brings out Tyrion, and Grey Worm says, this, this is our city now. We control it. He's our prisoner. You know, so John is our prisoner, and Tyrion is our prisoner. And they sort of ask what to do, and they, for some reason, randomly, they ask Tyrion what we should do. And he's like, well, we need to pick a new king or queen at this particular moment. And... We get a few things, and Samwell, of all people, offers up democracy, right? Yeah, yeah shoot that fucking down. Get, get they, that they, they fuck sure out did. of they, here. They, they pulled a Trump real quick, and they – oh, sorry. <laughs> Never yeah, mind. Can, we, can we not anyway. – Yeah, let's, let's not do that. So we get to the point here where this guy, Mr. Sunday Night – I'm going to do the Rob Van Dam thing. There you go. Mr. Sunday Night called it. And they named Bran the Broken, the first of his name, King of the Andals, and King of the Six Kingdoms, because Sansa says the North is going to go back to being an independent kingdom. And he gets unanimous vote to beat Bran, says, I'm going to be, you know, Tyrion, or somebody says to him, are you ready for this? Tyrion, he, is that, uh, Tyrion are you ready for this? And and, and, and Bran's like, well, the whole reason I came this way, came yeah, this why? far. What a pimp, right? Why do you, yeah. why do you think I came all this way? The, I, yeah. I like this moment just because you have basically the, the, the heads of Westeros, at that, or at least the, the most powerful families or whomever at the time are all, all right there. And Tyrion the heads to, of the six families. Yeah, I didn't get to speak uh, uh, until they were just kind of like clueless because this is – I think this was a pretty strong moment here. Silly as it, as it was – uh, it's still a very strong moment because you look around in that area and in, in who the candidates would be, and I mean, like, it, like you as a viewer know exactly what they're thinking because you're you're thinking you know these characters, you know every single one of them, yep. you know, and very well at this point. Yeah, and there's only I, again I would have to agree only one person who really seems fitting, and that would just be probably well, Brand, right? I mean. Sansa wants it. We all, we all, mm-hmm. that that was her, that was her thing. And then she takes it anyway. And she's like, well, no, let me just, just get the home type of thing. But she would not have, 
she would not have the backing for it, and she just it you know it just wouldn't work. Yeah. She didn't have the respect that everyone else was either giving to each other. And that's why uh, uh, Tully made uh, quite an embarrassing uh, sight of himself because he thought, oh well, I can. And everyone's like, no, you're definitely not. Sit buddy. down. You, you can go ahead. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good moment too because that let you. Like who the hell else would it be? It couldn't have been anyone there. They didn't. They didn't have. Uh, um, they just didn't have it. And so, for them to look at Tyrion, who and, and keep in mind is that Tyrion has had encounters with every single person at this, uh, this this council here, and yes. they all, I think, all at one point have looked to him for some sort of counsel or like he has affected their play. Probably not Robin mm-hmm. so much, but I think his uncle, right? Either way, uh, yeah. yeah. So they, you know, one last time they can look to him for like, hey, well, you seem to be the, the most sensible person here. What would you, you know, make make a case? And, and yeah, and Bran, Bran at that moment names Tyrion Hand of the King. And he's like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I don't, I don't want this. Like, why are you doing this to me? And he goes, well, I'm doing this to you as your punishment. You're good at this, but you don't want it. You kind of don't deserve it because you're half the world hates you, half the world loves you. That's kind of why you're perfect. Yeah. And we don't know at this particular moment, but we do find out later that they send John back to the only place that's perfect for him, back to the wall. Um, back to the north. Yeah, back to the and he go, and he, you know, he goes north. Um, I just have really, like, a really a quick question. Now, you know what, we'll, we'll, I'll save that for, for later here. Um, so we get to the next point where Brienne is now Kingsguard, uh, commander of the Kingsguard, right? Yeah. And finishes Jamie's story. Because uh, Jamie's story at that particular moment was written essentially in what would have been pencil at that time. Um, as for, was ki- killed, uh, the Mad King is forever known as Kingslayer, became Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. And that's it. Nothing else is said about him. And Brienne fills several pages with the rest of his story. It's like the most true love thing anybody could have done. I mean, my sister literally said out loud, like, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever loved somebody that much. And she truly loves Jamie. Yeah, that was a, that was a very touching and, and, and fitting moment right there. Mm-hmm. I, I That was just good. It was... Um... It was a good, Very yeah. Well. Was, that, that was probably uh, the, the one ending that everyone liked the most, actually. <laughs> yeah. From from what we've been we getting on been getting on social media, you know this this episode has basically been the culmination of everybody hating the, this whole season so far. Yeah. And then everybody loves this episode. Like this is the the best and most fitting ending. But let's continue for a moment. So we get to sort of the end. Um, where Bran's king, uh, Braun is master of coin because he gets high garden. Sure. Um, I have a really quick question. We see Samwell as the maester, uh, the grand maester of uh, King's Landing. Yep. Why? Uh, He's the only one. I mean, sure. Is he most fitting to be? The, the Grand Maester of, you know, Grand Maester Samuel of King's Landing. Sure, I get that. I mean, that's the goal that he's had since he was, since the beginning of the se- the series. But, like, he's the only one left of the Tarly household. 
I mean, he, he has a son that's not really his son, and we all know it, but nobody else does. And then, and Gilly's pregnant. But yeah, like, also he took the black too. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's nobody's more has more titles any that's left than Samwell. He is Lord of the Riverlands because the Tullys, what's his name? The Tullys were sworn to, or excuse me, the Tarwells were sworn to House Tully. What's his name? Oh, the guy that I can't remember. Ed, Ed, Edward. I think it's Edward. I think it's Edward. Yeah, that sounds sure. Uh, yeah. Um, we see that he's there, but like he's kind of a weak leader. You'd think that they wouldn't go backwards to that. So he should have been Lord of, uh, I mean, obviously he's, he's, he's Lord of his own house. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, what? I think we're, I think it's I think Sam is just showing that he's people are just like oh well he's harmless enough who fucking cares like that's right. he's a secondary character through and through and he's just uh, you know kind of there to to reveal certain things I I mean it, it's more at this point though it, during that council that everyone's just like it's kind of a fucking free for all right now right like whatever you guys we're all in dismay like let's. It just figure something out here too. That's why I think I, uh, Davos was was hilarious when he was just like, "Well, I don't think I get a vote, but yeah, but I. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah." That was that was good too because he, he he stays pretty true to his his character in that part. I um I enjoyed it. I mean, at least for that. But Samuel, I don't know. He's I never saw the entire C or series uh, of of Samuel. I'd never really liked or warmed up to him at all. I was he always seemed to be very much like a deus ex machina character like they needed somebody in in this story in the plot who could just throw answers out or just make it happen and i feel that he samuel has done that time and time again throughout this and it just seems undeserving i guess while mm -hmm. everyone else is doing this and that he just kind of is just this this scarce dude i, I you know that maybe that's just that's just me but i feel like his character um should not have there should have been a lot more that it, that it happened or nothing at all because he's again just second such a secondary well, character at that particular moment when we're talking going backwards to the council here he does that thing with his thumbs where he's like um i i, I definitely i know what i want to do but i can't do it because i'm nervous like yeah he's sort of he's a he's a beta and he's that's the most beta thing you can do is like just sort of sit back and and, and cower and just be, just like twiddle your thumbs he plays that part so well. John Bradley West is like the most, probably the best actor of them all because like the subtle things that he does where like what I was saying, where he sort of cowers is like the guy, like he's like, he's like, uh, um, excuse me. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm just gonna sit back here. And talk about that. Yeah. He's, uh, I guess everyone was, uh, obviously plays their, their characters like very well. And mm -hmm. it's just a damn shame that you can't get, um, I don't know, some more highlight to their to their story sometimes, or just uh, some dare I say better writing sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Could could you see? Because originally HBO throw uh, through fourteen episodes, right? Yes. They're just like yes. we we can do fourteen episodes, and the and then D and D were just like, no, nah, we don't we don't need that. Which I mean, I kind of would have liked that. I mean, this ending, this, the ending of this, ser this series was fantastic. I mean, if you remember some of the great series of all time, 
you know, let's just go back to HBO, Sopranos, black. All right. So it took it took us ten years to realize that okay, so Tony Soprano's dead. Let's let's just cope with it. Um, another great series, um, Mad Men. Fucking Don Draper becomes a hippie. That's dumb. Alf. The FBI comes and just takes Alf because he's an alien. Uh, dinosaurs. The Ice Age comes. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, break, right. you know, Breaking Bad. He he dies, and then the fans were so pissed off that. That they were like, well, okay, all right, we'll, we'll make a movie, and then they're like, well, well, maybe we'll make a movie. So some of the the, the greatest series of all times uh, of all time have ended in like a really terrible way. Uh, Dexter's another one that comes to mind. So. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Dexter. I mean, he just he just goes off into a hurricane on his fucking boat. Yeah, and then he becomes a lumberjack. Yeah, and then yeah, he's he's because he had joked several seasons previous, maybe I'll just go be a lumberjack and not kill people anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, so every great series up until Game of Thrones, the ending has been like just blah. So well, let's talk about the, the – the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I would say, I mean, like which – out of – because you have so many different stories to wrap up here. And so they just kind of did this chain effect thing where it's like, okay, well, Unsullied are going to uh, Nath, right? The uh, um, Where yeah. Melisandre is from or mm – -hmm. Yep. Uh, which is weird because I, I'm pretty sure Noth is known for having like the the, the poisonous flowers or butterflies uh, yes. around there. So I, I would assume that when all the Unsullied go there, that they're just gonna die. We'll see. Well, yeah. okay, but okay. Well, that that's again. Uh, maybe there's something yeah. else there. Either way. Yeah. So, so we see that the that the Unsullied and Grey Worm they go to North because of Melisandre. Uh, Melisandre. Um, Arya becomes a pirate. She asks, what's west of Res Westeros? And everybody's like, oh, I have no idea. And she's like, well, I'm going to go find out. So she becomes a pirate. Sansa become, becomes queen of the north. Jon Snow, we're sort of led to believe, maybe becomes the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. But then we get to the point to where two episodes before, Tormund, Tormund was like, well, you should come north with us. You have north in your blood. Like, you'd be perfect. And he's like, no, nah, I, got, I got shit I got to go do. And I, then he does. Yeah, he I, goes and becomes a free folk. He's a wildling now. Yeah, he's, and, he comes to a point where obviously he just leaves, and he's just like, "Well, who the fuck's gonna stop me? I'm sure." Right. You know, and, and nobody <laughs> I, keeping tabs. You know, nobody. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm. There's there. He because he makes a joke or somebody makes a joke that why do we need a wall now? There's no reason to have a wall. He's right. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> so or who I don't remember who did that, but somebody somebody made that joke. Anyway, so that's the episode. That's the episode in its entirety. We talked about that. I want to spend a few minutes, Eric, if you don't mind. I want to, I want to talk about this whole, this whole series. Okay. Okay. From I, – I wasn't there for the first season. Okay. I didn't watch it live. I never read the books. A friend of mine who's no longer a friend um, introduced me to it. Um, almost 10 years ago. And I, I, I was, it was like halfway through the second season when I finally got introduced to it. So I, I watched it and I've got to, I got to binge the whole first season in a couple of days. And it was just one, it's just one of those series to me that you can't stop watching. Yeah. You, you put it on a binge and you know, you could literally spend the entire day and not realize that you've done it. 
yeah, a few few shows can do that, and I would agree. Yeah, I I, um, I had I get to binge watch the first season, but I, mm. I had to uh, do second season as as and so I caught on pretty early. This whole this series this fran this this fran well, it's going to be a franchise now, but let's just talk about this series. This series to me, in my personal opinion, I loved Mad Men. I loved Sopranos. Um, friends of mine loved Deadwood. Uh, friends of mine loved Oz. To me, this is not only the most water cooler series of all time, especially the last three seasons. This is probably the greatest series in the history of television. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that I'm gonna make that statement. I mean, this it you you know you watch Hard Knocks on HBO and you see guys talking about Game of Thrones. I have several people in my that I work with. All we do is talk. We can talk every Monday after an episode. We talk for an hour about the episode. It's I've never experienced that with people. I mean, I've some, like I've, I loved Mad Men. I have one friend of mine that I I, I talked about Mad Men with when it was on. Um, the Walking Dead, which is has been dead for two years, they should have ended it two seasons ago, is the only thing left that has anywhere to go. Um, Sopranos. I mean, I would stay up. I thought Sopranos when Sopranos ended. I thought that my TV had fucked up. Yeah, and I stayed up a couple of hours because at that time there wasn't streaming. Is you had to have an HBO subscription to watch it. And I made my dad get me an HBO subscription because I was still in college. Damn. From beginning to end, the last season I loved. I, I a lot of people hated this last season, but to me, it was they they just took George R. R. Martin's story and they had the George R. R. Martin plants a seed, lets it grow, and then just sort of goes where it goes. He, he, he just starts to type and it goes where it goes. They had to trim those weeds and a lot of people got mad about that. This yeah. is, and I, I'd, like, I'd like your opinion, this is the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest series in the history of television. Uh, obviously that's, that's subjective, but sure. yeah. this has, a, has had a huge influence on culture, like globally. So I, I would have to agree with you just because, like, I was going to use a Seinfeld reference. I remembered when the last episode of Seinfeld happened. That was another and, one, yeah. And, and there was such a buildup towards that. But even then, like, that's not, that wasn't really on a global scale, you know. And that had a lot of seasons with it, too. But this one only had eight. Like, production was way more. I mean, there was a lot more in this just because it was so, it was so much more compelling than, rather than a show about nothing. So... You had a lot. Not everybody went to jail at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's just it. That there were more characters. And so, yeah, I guess I, I would have to agree with you because I can't really find a, a hard argument. But, yeah, everyone seems to know about it. Like, even the people who have not seen the series or, or watched any of the of the show at all, they know the character. It's kind of like a Star Wars thing. They, you mm -hmm. know the, the characters even without ever seeing – you know probably the story. Just because you'll hear it through through chatter, through online, through whatever, and yeah, that that's got to be said about something, right? I mean, when you have everyone talking about what's happening and just you know, the, you, the, there's a movement there. Yes. And obviously, if it's powerful enough, it's going to spawn three three spinoffs, possibly more. So we'll we'll see. I think the best opening that we have right now is that Ario is 
sailing west across the like shimmering sea or one of those something like that where the I map know. stops and uh that that would be a that would be fun to to watch it you could have your own series about that apparently in the books um there have been like a few people who have sailed west and uh, obviously they've they've not returned so yeah i mean they're like there's there Westeros is known, obviously, in the books. Um, Essos is is kind of known. There's a little continent south of Essos that they only barely mention. And yes, several people have tried to get west of Westeros, but nobody knows how how things have gone. So there's so much to do. There's this is such a broad world. It's almost Star Wars esque, in my opinion of expanded universe types of things that you could get comics and books and things that and TV shows and, and movies that are in the world of Game of Thrones that have nothing to do with the main story but you can there, there's just so much to do and it's it's had this is yeah I'm just gonna say it I'm just gonna say it, say it one more time had Star Wars been made in the last 10 years originally it would have been done like this, and it has to. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited that D&D are doing the next trilogy. That they've taken away from Ryan Johnson because Ryan Johnson's terrible. <laughs> but that, and they gave it to D&D. So I, I so, won't say anything until until I see it. So that's excuse me. That's always been my motto. It's like I'll I'll now that this episode has come out, um, the, the the final Game of Thrones. Now I can look back at everything and be like, you know what? I guess it really wasn't. That bad. It was hurried. It was rushed a bit, but at the same part, like I guess a lot of those arcs were closed that I wanted to close. Like I, I mean, I can't really. I, I might need a little bit more to think about it to see like how how could this have gone differently? But I don't know. It just seemed like it worked. You know, like is is that a, the best way to put it? Is that like this ending just worked? It may not have been like they were describing it as bittersweet, and yeah, I guess I could say that just because. There's that moment, uh, oh, perfectly so. There's that moment in uh, when the the chair, when uh, the hand of the King Tyrion is talking with his his new council, new form council, um, that people were just like, okay, so we're just going back to normal now, type of thing, and like they're they're trying to play normal again too, mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of like that bittersweet moment. I think they, what he's talking about. People were just like, we're we're cool, right? Even though Bronn's still a dick, but well, I mean, everybody's who they were. There's yeah, it was it was said earlier in the in the series. I don't remember which episode. And I don't remember who said it, but it's like all it, it doesn't matter who sits on the Iron Throne. The world's always going to be the same. There's no reason to play this game. Yeah, we got Sir Podrick, by the way, too. Like that was a yeah, a, a yeah he's he's a knight now, and right rightfully so, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it, I think it's great. Again, everyone's story. I think it's great that Brienne and Davos are are going to hang out in King's Landing. They obviously have big roles there. I, I mean. Mm -hmm. It's it's not necessarily wrapped up into a nice pretty and pretty bow, but it definitely did close. So, yeah. All right. So I, I enjoyed it. Like it's I guess um I want to read because this is going to spawn so many different like fan fictions and theories, sure. and that's going to be the big part about it too. Aside from of course the meme game, which has been just top notch this season. Thank you everybody yeah. uh, for creating those memes. They have been just uh, amazing. But uh, yeah. So I just I want to wrap up this episode by thanking all the fans who have made this possible. 
This is Movie Guys Podcast's biggest show, and we're 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 so excited that uh, that you guys are that you guys are you know like it. Um, I, I'm satisfied, man. I'm I'm, I'm just satisfied. Um, I, I am because you have the opening for for so much more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm satisfied. Every, I mean, it seems like justice was was served for most, maybe mm-hmm. not for Grey Worm, but it. But in the end, does Grey Worm really matter? No, obviously not. No, yeah. I I don't I don't think so at all. All right, all right. So thank you everybody for watching this special episode live here on YouTube. Don't forget, uh, most Wednesdays uh, we're going to be live this upcoming week. We are going. Movie Guys podcast is going to be live on YouTube uh, with John Wick three. So excited because if anybody killed my dog, I would absolutely take three movies to murder everything about all of them. Uh, we're going to have a special guest for that episode as well. Um, Eric, thank you so much for spending the last two years with me talking about Game of Thrones, and everybody out there, thank you so much for spending the last eight seasons uh, to the cast and crew. Kudos. Um, oh yeah, you've, you've done something fantastic. I hope that, you know, I, you know, I hope that you guys have long careers here on out. Eric, I think the only thing I can say now our watch has ended. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs>